Let me tell you about my buddy, he's 3,000 years old. We can't sing anymore, I will get DMCA'd. <coughs> and this is on Originals. This channel, Original Movie Podcast. Special edition. Halloween Special version. spooky edition. Yeah. Well, my name is David. And my name is Zach. And this time we watched, for this very special episode... Under Wraps, the mm -hmm. first Disney Channel original movie, and also a Halloween movie. Mm -hmm. And this movie is horny. It is very horny. <laughs> if, if I had to sum up this movie in one word... Yeah, horny pretty much sums well, it up, yeah. It's so weird. It's so weird, dude. Mm -hmm. It's... It's it's quite the movie. It's something that, like... This this is a movie that I would recommend you watch yourself as well because it's it's a weird movie but it's a good movie it's, question mark It's weird because we spent collectively $8 on this movie. Mhm. Mm if because it's not on Disney Plus. No. That's why we hadn't watched it in the first place. And that's why we didn't know about it. And I guess you you think that people should watch this and I'll, I'll we'll start off the bat here with that. I think that if you already have Hulu with live TV purchase uh, wrapped in there, this is included on that. Go ahead and watch it. Um, it's also definitely not available for free on YouTube. Definitely not. In really bad quality. But it's definitely not available yeah, for free Yeah, if you have to watch YouTube. it and you don't want to pay anything for it, it's definitely not entirely on YouTube. Definitely not. Although, I would say just watch... As I sung at the beginning here from the Phineas and Ferb episode, just watch that. I mean, that is that is like a quick 20-minute adventure yeah, it's into Under Wraps. Yeah. It's 20 minutes and the same. I mean, yeah. I mean, because what's the plot of this film, Freeman? Well, we'll crowdsource the plot, I think. So I mean, Yeah, sure, why not? So, um, so there's, there's this kid, his name is Gilbert, and he's a scaredy pants. And also... And his best friend, Marshall. Yeah. Yep. Who's not scared. Nope, he loves um, monsters. He loves monster movies. They go to the creepy old man who lives in the neighborhood's house, and he's mean, and, you know, yeah. like mean neighbors are, because every kid's movie has one. Yeah, and then the next day at school, they find out from Annie, who is the Amy. girl character. Anne? Amy. 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 Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ. Amy, the girl character. Mm-hmm. That he died in a pancake-related accident. <laughs> Covered in pancake batter. Uh-huh. And her mom is selling the house, and his house is filled with weird stuff. Mm-hmm. So that night, they go there, and they break in. And Even though her mom has the key, and they could borrow it, but it's more fun to break in. Yes, exactly, and they do bring that up, and then go get the key. Mm-hmm. Because they drop his glasses. Because they there. drop Gilbert's glasses because um, he's the nerd, scaredy kid. Yeah. Scared nerd character has glasses, drops them in his creepy basement. Because he sees when the spooky mummy. He sees the spooky mummy hand because they break in through the through like the door and it knocks something over and it opens up the sarcophagus. Mm -hmm. um, 
the sarcophagus is activated by the moonlight and the mummy comes back to life. Whoa. Yeah. And then they need to go get his glasses. So they go inside, but then the mummy is there mm-hmm. and then they're like scared of the mummy. Cause he's a mummy. And then, but he's a nice mummy. He's a nice mummy. He's a good guy. So, cool. you know, then mummy hijinks happens. Like he mm-hmm. ends up walking around town and sees another person in bandages at the hospital. So he goes inside and then his, mm-hmm. um, mummy bandages get caught in the, in the um, automatic door. Automatic door. They give him a funky outfit to walk around town with, so he's yeah. disguised. Yep. You know, and they all also, the all the bits, all the bits, every bit you can think of. And it's also near Halloween, so there's mm-hmm. a lot of bits of that guy looks like a mummy. <laughs> wow, cool costume. <laughs> nice you know, costume. Yeah, I, he finds someone who looks like Cleopatra at a Halloween party and bows down to her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you. And then they dance. And then someone comes by and is like, hey. Or the uh, Gilbert comes by and is like, hey, you gotta take this mummy. He doesn't know how to dance. And she's like, oh, no, I like this mummy. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, he's celibate. And she's like, I assure you, he's not. And then and then the principal's wife, who the principal was also dressed up as a mummy in a very screen-accurate costume, comes by and is like, hey, what the hell are you doing here with this lady? And you might and be then, thinking, We're, you sure are jumping around a lot in the plot, and the answer is, yeah, but it's irrelevant when any of it, mm-hmm. singular event, actually occurs. Except for the beginning and ending. It yeah. is irrelevant. Oh, and somewhere in the middle, we find out that the um, old man is not actually dead, and he has goons and is looking for the mummy. No, that's like right at the end, right before the dance. That's when that happens. Yeah, that does happen. Well, it happens right before the dance, yeah. But we find and out then, slightly and then before the ending. that. No. We find out slightly before when he's telling the guy, like, where's the mummy? We can't right, sell it without right a mummy. Right, before the dance. No, that, there's two scenes oh. like that. There's one pretty early on that you must not have been noticing. Probably not paying attention yeah, you to. probably weren't paying attention. Then there was one later. Then there's the one right before the dance. Anyway, they want the mummy back. And then at the party, mm-hmm. they get the mummy back. Mm-hmm. And also, the whole time, they're trying to get the mummy back to the sarcophagus. Because if they don't, by the end of the night on Halloween, he'll turn to dust. But we never mm-hmm. get even get that far, so it doesn't, it doesn't matter to the plot. Also, they never show, like, they never tell us, like, how close it actually is to Halloween. They do not. But I would assume that, like, the the climax happens Halloween That was the presumption, right? Because they're like, he's getting weaker, but they never say it's Halloween. But they never said it. Yeah. And then they, um... Yeah, and then the mummy gets captured, and then he's uncaptured by the kid and his friends. Mm -hmm. um, By Marshall, Amy... Mm-hmm. And, um, and Gilbert. Gilbert. And then the mummy throws the bad guy and gets in the coffin, or the mm-hmm. sarcophagus, and they take him to the museum where his love is, because they find out that he's actually the high priest of this other lady mummy, which you can tell because she has boobs and eyeshadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, then they hold Otherwise hands. Never know. And then they hold hands, and they're like, oh, he's a celibate priest. Mm-hmm. And then um, they both get back in their sarcophagi. And then the movie and ends. And they're good. And there's also a sub-sub-sub plot, like three subs down, mm-hmm. of Amy and Marshall having a thing for each other, but they're like middle schoolers. And there's also the subplot of Marshall being upset about having a stepdad. Yeah. But then he's fine with it at the end. Yeah. He learns that the mummy was the real dad the whole time. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. 
this wasn't a very good Halloween episode. I I think it was good. You know, I feel like um, Don't Look Under the Bed would have been better. Oh, yeah, because it's definitely a scarier movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's more of a Halloween-y movie, but, like, I like this movie. I no, think it's no, a good this movie wasn't awful. I think it's pretty good. Let me tell you about my He is 2,000 years old. <laughs> Just, it's been in my head the entire, since we started watching it. I mean, are you complaining, though? That's a great No, no, I'm not complaining head. about it. Why is this... And, be, and as we said, in a word, this movie is horny. Yes. Which is weird. This movie is very horny. Because they talk about how the mummy is celibate. Mm-hmm. And then a kid goes, what's celibate mean? And then Amy says, no chicks. And his response is, I can never live without girls. And she just goes, get used to it. You'll get used to it. <laughs> Which, like, oh my god. And then there's obviously the bit where the woman goes, I assure you he's not celibate, talking about the mummy. Mm -hmm. Because apparently she wants to bang the mummy. There were other bits of this film that were horny. I just... I'm trying really hard. I, I've to tried to block them out from my mind yeah. at this point because, like, it's a little, it's a little much for a Disney movie, especially too. for like, a Disney movie that is the leads are three kids. Yeah, yeah. It's oh my god, Freeman. Well, David, yeah. How about oh, and the bra thing? Although we're not going to go into detail on that. No, we're not going to. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, I don't want to talk uh, about there's that. There's a joke they make early on in the movie that is a little uncomfortable. But oh, extremely it's uncomfortable. Um, but David, I'm I'm sure that you've asked yourself the question: What else did they do? Let's presume that I did. Yeah, I'm. I know. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you yeah, did. Yeah, I did because you kind of asked it like halfway through. Right. So, David. What else did they do? What else so did they first, do? For our, first, our first contestant is Clara Bryant. And that is Clara, Amy. Clara. That is Amy. Yes, okay. correct. She looks familiar. She kind of should. Um, okay. She is a uh, DCOM uh, alumni, I guess, even though this one's the first one. But still, you know what I mean by that. She's in, I'm going to stop in, you. She's in Brink. No. No? False. She's Actually, not in Brink. This, this woman, or... Yeah, she's not a woman at the time, though she would be now. Mm-hmm. Um, looks very much like their token girl in Brink. She does, but that's not the same person. And it's also directed by the same guy. Mm-hmm. So I figured two and two made four. Unfortunately, it does not. Apparently not. All right, um, you go. So I, I, I'll still give you your options here. Okay. Uh, was Clara in Alley Cat Strike? A film we have not or seen yet. True Confessions. We haven't seen either oh of these yet. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I've never seen either of them. Yeah. Let's see. So in this car- in this in this film, she plays uh-huh. like a tomboy. Right. Um and by the end she wears a dress cuz that's how uh-huh. that's how these films work. I don't know. I know Alley Cat Strike is a bowling movie. Sure is. I do not know what True Confessions is about. I, I honestly don't know either. It could honestly be either. It's honestly a total 50-50 for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go with True Confessions. Final answer? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. She is in True Confessions. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it was a random guess. 
I'm assuming she plays the main character because her character's name is Trudy Elizabeth, in quotes, True Walker. Oh! Um, so I would assume she's the main character. True Confessions, I get you, yeah. Yeah, um, she wasn't in much else. She was in like a couple episodes of uh, random TV shows here and there. She was in one weird. episode of Deep Space Nine. Huh. Um, you know, it's really it. weird because I'll say before we continue that none of the actors in this film were particularly bad. Mm-hmm. Now, the child actors in this film acted mm-hmm. like real children. Which is pretty good. Which is more than can be said for most Disney Channel original movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, I don't know if it's just that they weren't really acting. Right. Because we know this director is really hit or miss. Oh, um, so something that I just learned after looking at uh, Clara's uh, Wikipedia page, because yeah. that's where I get all the information on of these. Of course. Um, she, as well as the actors for um, Marshall and Gilbert, were all uh, nominated for a Young Artist Award for Best Performance in a TV Movie or Feature Film okay, yeah, for Under Wraps. That's entirely fair. Yeah, that is they entirely fair. They didn't win. Which is unfortunate they, because they were pretty good. It's but, just a weird, know. yeah. I mean, they they play kids well. The weird part of the film is her and Marshall's relationship mm-hmm. that didn't need to be in it, right? Especially with how horny the rest of the film is, it just feels gross. Oh, one hundred percent. So contestant number two, okay. uh, we have Adam Wiley, uh, who plays Gilbert. Okay, and. He is also a Disney Channel original movie alumni. Now, I know I you were researching this while we watched the film. Uh-huh. And you recognized one of these pe- things that one of these people were in. I sure did. Is Okay, continue. I, I've, I've recognized a couple of them. So I'm trying to um, find where, where that is. So, uh, Adam Wiley. Was he in High School Musical or... Can of Worms. No. No, Can of Worms came out in 99, right? Yeah, that's right. So he would only be four years older. Uh-huh. Which would make him like 17. He yeah, he wouldn't be four of... years older. He'd be literally two. Two years older. Oh, you're right. Two years older, which yeah. would make him at most maybe 15. Mm-hmm. So who could he play in Can of Worms? The question is, right, because if he were in High School Musical, which came out in, what, 2008? Roughly, I think. He's in his 20s, and obviously that doesn't exclude him. Mm-hmm. Because they all are. Right. Right? But the question is, does he Neville Longbottom? Right, that's and, a good question. And get hot in eight years. Or does he like stay nerd years? kid? Or does he stay nerd kid? Because if he stays, and the thing is, I don't think this is either of these are for like a major role. Mm-hmm. I think both of these are for minor roles, like background mm-hmm. roles. Right. Which makes me think that Can of Worms is more likely. Mm-hmm. Unless he hits a Neville Longbottom and is no longer the nerdy kid. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be my final answer. I think he's in Can of Worms two years later. You're 100% correct. He is yeah. in Can of Worms. He plays Nick, uh, which I think was the main kid's best friend. I don't remember. Okay. If I'm being completely honest. I don't remember I got no anyone, idea. any character from Can of Worms. Yeah. Um, and then... It also has a weirdly third... similar plot to this where 
No, actually, no. I no, take it back. I thought, it, it I, thought I thought the cheerleader. No, I thought the cheerleader girl was actually a tomboy nerd girl for some reason. No. And I'm thinking of Brink. I think. I think you are. Yeah, where that doesn't actually go anywhere in that film. Right, because of course not. Yeah. So what for our third, do, our third actor, right? Yeah. I'm not going to give you his name right away because you will recognize his name. I will. Yes, 100%. Is this the kid who plays Marshall? No, uh, we are talking about the man who plays Harold himself. I saw his name earlier. Yeah. Okay, continue. Did you recognize it or not? No, but I didn't read it that closely. Okay, I'm not going to say it just in case. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Was this man, Harold, was he in Killer Clowns from Outer Space? (laughs) Or Dumb and Dumber? When did Killer Clowns come out? Uh, it's that's 80s, a great right? Question. I think so. Killer Clowns. Let's see here. So first off, this guy's tall. Yes, he is. And yeah, Killer Clowns came a, out in '88. He's a huge man. This man's a huge mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. He's also balding. Mm-hmm. Now, I haven't seen Dumb and Dumber. Really? It, it doesn't really seem like my kind of movie, Freeman. Mm-hmm. That's a no, by the way, for anyone who's listening. No, it does not seem like my kind of movie. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Dumb and Dumber is not my kind of comedy. Um, have seen Killer Clowns. Because, mm-hmm. of course. And I'm willing to put... I, I think he's in Killer Clowns. Yeah? Yeah, I, just the look of him. He's an interesting mm-hmm. looking guy. They could put him in Dumb and Dumber, but I think he'd be a side role. He might be actually like an actual character in Killer Clowns. Right. Final answer? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Uh, not true. He no. he is not in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Okay. He is in Dumb and Dumber. However, it's not the Dumb and Dumber you're thinking he's of. He's in Dumb and Dumber 2? No. He's in the 1995 animated series of Dumb and Dumber. Um... The actor who plays the mummy is a very well-known voice actor. Um, oh. And I'm surprised you didn't hear it while we were watching the movie. Okay, he has like three lines in the entire film. But here's the thing. You will know who he is. What's his name? Because he makes a lot of noises, right? Okay, yeah. And his noises are very, like, iconic. Okay... The man who plays Harold, his name is called Bill Fagerbake. I don't recognize that name. That man plays Patrick Starr. Oh! Yeah. Oh! And now that you know that, you can totally hear it. Yeah, yeah, I can hear that now, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And I I can guarantee you that I said his last name wrong. Um, 100%. But... Maybe like Fikerbach, 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 Fikerbach. I don't even know. I'm sure he gets it all the time. Yeah. But yeah. Huh. Patrick Starr plays the mummy. Yeah. Yeah. And like you can totally hear it. That's weird. He's a huge man. I know. He's massive. Like he's so tall. Yeah, he's really tall. Oh, he played football in college. He had multiple scholarship offers, so that explains it. Dang, Uh, dude. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, honestly. Mm-hmm. 
He's also he also does a good job with very little. He does. He does a very great job. Especially since it's just like every nineties movie where a thing that is not from this world slash time slash you know whatever mm-hmm. um is put into the modern day. Whoa. Yeah, it, it, it's, this is, is the this to. is the G version of Encino Man. Mm-hmm. It, it really is. And it's a mummy instead of a, you know, Encino Man. Um, sure is. This is. And if this mummy were played by Brendan Fraser, I would be a lot happier. <laughs> so, oh, God. I'm really sad I didn't get to make a single Brendan Fraser mummy reference. I mean, you would have if you had your freaking cup of coffee. <laughs> I was Insert looking ghostly swoosh noise here. I was looking for an opportunity to say, but I'm on the right side of the river. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I like this movie. I thought this movie was good. I don't dislike this movie. I like it. I think it's actually a pretty good movie. You can tell it's the first. Oh, you definitely But it, it's a lot stronger than You Lucky Dog is. This is very true. It's it's just a better movie. And there's a year gap between them. Mm-hmm. Which is a long time. It is. It's a long time. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm trying to think of something, like, kind of spooky in this film to talk about, but, like... It's not really spooky, though. That's really the spooky. thing. Don't look under the bed as a spookier movie than this, by mm-hmm. far. 100%. And that's that's even just from, not even like the premise or like the plot or anything like that, just no. the movie itself. It's pretty scary. It, yeah, and, and this film's visuals are not frightening. These film's visuals are slapstick. But here's the thing, yeah. I don't think it's intended to be, you know? You don't think it's intended to be frightening? I don't think so no. either. No, no, it's definitely intended to be a comedy. It's definitely intended to be like a slapsticky comedy. Mm-hmm. There's no question there. But, you know, on the other hand, right, I it, it's not even really, the, the, the creepiest thing in this film is how horny it is. Yeah. It does a pretty good job of being And I mean, granted, that. this film is like, uh, 25 now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, all all the power to it, I guess. And no, it's not. It was made in ninety seven. It's twenty three. Oh, no, twenty three. I keep thinking it's made in ninety five. No, it's only one year older than us. Yeah, it, yeah. It's made in. It's made in ninety seven. It's. Mm-hmm. This movie is you know this movie can drink. This movie's probably been to college. I hope so. It deserves it. Uh, I don't know what it's what is its degree in. Do you think? Uh, Egyptology. I don't know. Um, I know film, that's not a thing. Film makeup? No, Egyptology is a thing. Really, that's a whole thing. Yeah, that's cool. It's a subfield. Well, I figured. It's uh, they have their yeah. It has a degree in film costuming and makeup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did they did they dorm with uh, Halloween Town? I think they I think <laughs> they shared this shared their dorm room together. They did, but they weren't particularly close. Mm-hmm. They they felt they like really, they, were... they were really close with Can of Worms. <laughs> this film and Halloween Town are really similar in a lot of ways. They are. Mostly in like the effect department. Mhm. Like you could tell me that they reused the mummy effect in Halloween Town and I would say 
yeah. wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, yeah that would make sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, like if they still had the costume, like they might as well. Honestly, honestly, it's a because it would fit. It it still has the same feel to it, even though it's a little yeah. bit more of like a comedic looking mummy. It would still one hundred percent fit. Yeah, it's just so weird. I just feel like there's not a lot to say about this film. Which is kind of disappointing for a Halloween special. Well, I mean, I can give you some discourse if you'd like. Alright. I think this movie's better than Halloween Town. Really? I do. Explain. This movie, I was entertained by it more for, like, the whole time. Like, I I found myself actually being interested in this movie. And the reason for that is because I've always been like, oh, yeah, you know, Everyone always talks about Halloween Town. Everyone always says Halloween Town's the best Disney Channel original movie. Everyone always says that. No one ever talks about this one. And it's well, actually Halloween pretty Town's, good. And Halloween Town's good. Right. I'm not saying Halloween I, Town's I, You bad. know, I honestly don't disagree with you. And this film does feel less dated than Halloween Town. It does. In a weird, which is weird. way. Because it's a, a year or two years older than Halloween mm-hmm. Town. So it's really odd that this film feels more modern than Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, like, weird things, like, he's wearing a, like, the main character is wearing a Casio watch at one point. Like, Mm -hmm. one of those ones that you could, like, input, like, uh, phone numbers and memos and stuff into. I think something that has to do with it feeling more modern is the writing. Yeah. No, you're right. it's written like a very modern movie. All the jokes hit, like, jokes that would hit in today's, like, kids and teen movies. Was it Dennis Rodman? That joke didn't hit. No, that joke didn't hit because, like, that's supposed. To, that's a very dated joke. Like, you need to know who Dennis Rodman is. And I know is. who Dennis Rodman is, and it, look, he didn't dress like Dennis Rodman. He was dressed like Elton John. Right. So it's just a bad joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and... It's so weird, especially for that character. Um, Gilbert. Right. Because they're doing a thing with him where he's a the nerdy coward, mm-hmm. but he's also like LGBT plus coded, mm-hmm. and in a negative way for sure. Yeah, but not even. But then they like forget that at points. It's really weird. It is a little strange. And I mean, like, I don't even know. Yeah. I was gonna say, I don't know how negative it is, but, like, the characters obviously react kind of negatively. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's it, weird it seems because like they're using it's not... it as the butt of the joke all the it, time. No, that's exactly what it is. Because I was gonna say, well, but he's not cowardly because he's gay. No. Or, and, you know, even presuming that he is. Um, or the character is intended to be or anything of that sort. But. Mm hmm. Because those things that just seem to be both true about his character, and then, like, they both seem to be throwaway jokes. Right. It's really odd. It's very 90s. Is oh, what for it sure. Is. And it doesn't make any sense. Um, and that bit I wasn't a fan of. Yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely showing its age. Mm-hmm. You know? Which is weird, because the overall, the film doesn't feel dated. No, it doesn't. But, it, like... It, it's all kept up with it. Very, yeah, very specific things about it feel really dated. Or like you wouldn't do that now, 
Or mm-hmm. maybe rather you shouldn't do that now. Right. Because in just bad taste, if nothing like if nothing else. Mm-hmm. I that wasn't even discourse, because I agree with you. I don't I I'm not I, I don't disagree with you mm-hmm. that this is better than Halloween Town. It it just it kinda is. is. It is. It just And again, that's not is. saying that Halloween Town is bad. No, because no, no, no. it's not. Halloween Town is great. Halloween Town, while we did not rate it as the best Disney Channel original movie, is still one of the better Disney Channel original movies that we've watched. One hundred percent. And for this to be better than that is really not knocking Halloween Town, but praising this film. Mm-hmm. In a way that this film. If we were to break up, and I wonder if it might make sense to do this in the future, mm-hmm. to break up our scoring into like several categories. Yeah, like, that could make sense. Like writing, right. cost, like costuming and effects, right? Acting, right? Right. This film would land really high. It would land about equal to Halloween Town on costuming and effects. Mm-hmm. Definitely better for writing. Yeah, it would be better on writing, and it would be better in, and it'd be like about even, I think, in acting. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good, but I think that the writing would get knocked a little bit because of, it feels dated, but not as much as Halloween Town would. So I think it ultimately would be better than Halloween Town. Right. And I wonder if it might be worth doing that in the future, splitting up our ratings that way. It might be. I think. I think that's not the worst idea. We'll like try and come up with like kind of a rubric that we want to. Yeah, we'll, we'll play around with that. Stick to, and we'll go from there. Because that that does sound like a good idea to kind of break things down a little bit more. Yeah, I and you know it's weird because we're not going to obviously go back and like rate things post having reviewed them. Only it'll be a going forward thing. Mm-hmm. But like, I wonder how that would have changed our overall average of films yeah i mean because there there's movies where like those are drastically different like the effects are either yeah. really good or really bad and like the writing is spectacular in some movies but terrible in others but all of those things are what we should be well because don't look mind, under which the... we do yeah. but i don't know yeah i try to keep them all in mind but i wonder if we would get a more honest aggregate score right because don't look under the bed for example acting's pretty bad mm-hmm Writing's pretty bad, but effects are really good. Oh, for sure. So, like, I wonder if that would have dragged the score down, or would have, like, pulled it up, or what? I feel like it would have bumped it up a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I'd say that's definitely something we should keep in mind. Maybe we'll experiment with that for, like, Color of Friendship, and maybe, like, one or two other movies, and see what we think. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. Freeman, mm-hmm. what is your favorite Mummy movie? It's Brendan Fraser, right? Well, yeah, of course it's Brendan Fraser's yeah, yeah. Mummy. Like, that's that's the best one. Yeah, it's weird, because it's not like this is like a vampire film. No. And it's not like it's like a zombie movie or a retelling of Frankenstein. It's just a Mummy movie. Right, it's, it's very much exactly what it sets out to be. Yeah, it, it's totally... <laughs> it is a totally average example of what it is. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't know that I can keep dragging out it any longer <laughs> having you rate it. Because I don't know what else there is to say about this film. It's it, it's a really, de- as I've said, really depressing Halloween special because it's not special at all. Right. I mean, I, I think that's just the point where we're at. I think we're, I think we're at rating it. Yeah. So, out of ten uh, ancient Egyptian celibacy swears... There's a lot of them, what? so... I know, yeah. that's a whole lot. Uh, what do you give this movie, David? Well... How many swears do I... Th- See, the question is kind of um, questionable. Mm-hmm. Because the question is, how many swears do I think the movie should take? Mm-hmm. That's like mm-hmm. a low number. Right? This, well, this movie, I'm, I'm viewing it as I, far I as, like, movie... that's, that's a very high-valued thing. Oh, know? okay, okay. Because I was going to say, because this movie could bang. I'm down with that. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you know, and not, it's like, not everyone. How many, how many ancient Egyptian celibacy swears, celibacy swears do I want to make after watching this film is also a low number, around, mm-hmm. you know, zero. Um, mm-hmm. This movie doesn't make me want to be celibate. No. Um, but presuming that they are a thing of value. Well, I would assume they are because I mean he took one for the high priestess. Like I would, I would assume that something yeah, but they were some in value. Love. Oh, that's a weird right. thing. It's a weird thing. It's just a really. I'd weird... say it's got some sort. It's of just value a really to it. weird plot point. Well, hundred um, percent, but you know. Hmm. Well, it's hard. As I said, it's hard to rate this film mm-hmm. because it is an average example of a mummy movie. So the question is, like, what is, like, the best example of a mummy movie? It's Brendan Fraser's Mummy. Mm-hmm. But that movie's not a 10, even on this scale. No. <laughs> but it's better than this one. Yeah. It, it, oh, obviously, obviously. It's, I mean, it is probably a 10 on this scale, but it's, like, a 5 or 6 on, like, an actual movie rating scale. <laughs> even though it's I don't know. Even I'd though it's, it's fun. a little low. I'd say I, it's a little low for I mean, like, an out of 10, like, real movies. Right. I'd say I, that's kind of low for the I mean, maybe it's, it's a seven. If, maybe it's a seven. There we go. Now we're But, talking. like, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, it's not that good of a movie. Well, no. It is a fun movie, but it's not a good movie. Mm-hmm. And if that is the peak of what mummy movies are, and this film is a better mummy movie than, you know, Tom Cruise. Right. Which is like a... That's not hard. Which is like a two. Yeah. It's like, where does this movie... Which is which is on our scale, I think, is like a nine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the question is, where does this movie go? Because presumably it's higher than that, right? Which mm-hmm. would make it a ten, but this isn't a ten film. No. Which makes our rating so hard. So, and then even to break down this movie into its component pieces, I don't think is super useful. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is for some movies. I think it would be for, as we kind of mentioned, like, don't look under the bed. But it's not going to be useful for something like Xenon, where the costuming and effects are bad, the writing's bad, and the acting's bad. Right. This is a bad film. And in this film, nothing about it particularly shines. No, nothing it's about all it... just kind of alright. Like, it's, yeah. it's not bad. It's not great, but... But it's, it's better right. than... But, but we both agree, like, in our hearts... And mines like it's better than Halloween Town. Yeah, like I can cognitively conceive of the fact that this film is better than Halloween Town. Mm-hmm. So, in Halloween Town, we rated like a seven. Uh, Halloween Town, we have an average of eight. 
from between the two. Yeah, movies. which means that we would have to rate this film really high. I mean, and, I know where I'm putting. What it. I think it is is more that we rated Halloween Town too high. That might be the case, but I know where I'm putting it in my heart of hearts. I know you're putting it at a nine. I'm sure you. No. Are. No. Obviously uh, not. Anyway, so I'm eight putting. And a half. I'm. Pu- oh, that's fair. I'm putting this film at a seven. Seven. Yeah, the thing is, it is cognitively to me better than Halloween Town, but I mm-hmm. think that I can't rate it higher than Halloween Town because Halloween Town's rated too highly. Right. I I think that it's a situation where when we watch Halloween Town two, we will we'll have realize to that Halloween Town is not as good. Well, and I was gonna say we will have to reconsider. I think our rating for Halloween Town one. It is a situation yeah. where I mean, like, tempted, tempting right now. I am tempted to retroactively put Halloween Town also at a seven and just even these films out. Right, but I feel like that's a better, better thing to leave for Calabar's Revenge. I, I, and I definitely agree with it, which is why I'm sitting on it. Mm-hmm. And you know, probably by the time we get to Calabar's Revenge, we're gonna be talking about how good Halloween Town was. Well, because yeah, we'll have forgotten this film mm-hmm. because it's so far away. Well, we'll also have forgotten this film because by that point we'll have watched Xenon the sequel, and honestly, I'll want to erase my memories after that. <laughs> and like press the reset button on our own brains. Yeah, so you know, it's like a hard reset switch for a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you said eight point five. I think you justified that pretty well. But do you want to say any more on that? No, I, I think I've I think I've made my points on it as far as why. I have it at that which that does average us out at eight out of ten which is the same score as halloween town but honestly like i'm fine with that like that that also seems fair you know what i mean yeah no no because like while i view it as a better movie overall like they're roughly the same it's they're not not much different but it is better yeah and that's why i wouldn't put this up with halloween town i would pull halloween town down to this Mm -hmm. right i I, yeah I, i would agree i don't think they're appreciably different no. And I, I mean, like, even down to, and to start talking about where we would place this in, like, universes. Mm-hmm. In the D- DCOM cinematic universe. It's in with Halloween Town. So is, like, the mummy, Harold, is he, like, a missing yeah. citizen of Halloween Town that got stuck in the real world because mummy curse? Or... Well, it brings up an interesting question that we don't necessarily have about, that we don't have an mm-hmm. answer to about Halloween Down. Mm-hmm. Which is, can, let's say, let's take a vampire, right? Mm-hmm. If a Halloween Town vampire bites a normal human, do they become mm-hmm. a vampire? I don't see why not, because as far as we know, Halloween Town vampires play by the same rules as regular vampires. Yeah. Like, which from means... what we're aware of. Which means that it's potentially possible that any animated mummy, mm-hmm. right, safely lives in Halloween Town because they won't turn to dust there. Right. Or alternatively has a sarcophagus that they can rest in. Right. But that they are a permanently animated mummy. Right. Right. Which means that it's totally reasonable that Harold would not be in Halloween Town because he, was, he wasn't an animated mummy at the time. Mm-hmm. He was just a normal mummy, which is just a, you know, a fancy corpse. Maybe it also has something to do with the magic of Halloween Town itself. That prevents that... them from turning to dust? Right. Oh, absolutely. I feel like that has something to do with it. Yeah, there's there's no reason... I'm just postulating the, that, you know, the mummies in Halloween Town are still, you know, they were real Egyptians at one point. 
that have been reanimated. Well, here's another question that I have, which I'm I'm looking up right now. Do we see any mummies in Halloween Town? There might be not because be that's that's my that's my wonder here. Because the thing is, if we don't, then are mummies considered monsters? And that's also a valid question. Because it, ah no yes we do there is okay. a mummy on the town council of Halloween Town ah very good. never mind so mummies are yes considered monsters indeed yeah so I think it is a question of are you a because they mentioned another way that a mummy can be made other than having the moonlight shown on it which is through like a mummy curse right and it could be that the mummies from Halloween Town are just mummy curse mummies they could because be. those mummies don't have the stipulation that they have to be back in their sarcophagus by Halloween. Well, not necessarily. Because they can still be active on Halloween night. They just have yes. to be in their coffin by midnight at the end of Halloween. But my point is that seems to turn off the magic. Right. So the, the moonlight mummies, the moonlight animated mm -hmm. mummies, seem to have extra stipulations. Right. Right. They seem to extra have extra steps, like, in steps in the curse, right? Whereas mummy curse mummies that come to life mm -hmm. with a mummy curse don't seem to have any of those same rules. Right. So, in theory, all mummies that are created by a mummy curse, or rather, all mummies that are animated by a mummy curse, are Halloween Town mummies. Mm -hmm. Any mummy that is a moonlight mummy either turns to dust and it doesn't matter, or deanimates at you know Halloween. Right. So they don't need to be in Halloween Town. Also, there's not going to be that many mummies that get brought to life by moonlight. True. Because so, it's a very specific situation. Yeah. And also, they would be practically unable to get to Halloween Town. Because the bus only runs on Halloween. This is true. And also, the bus only seems to go where the people on the bus need it to go. Right. So those mummies are kind of doomed if they don't have a... Kind of stranded, yeah. If they don't have a ragtag group of kids. Or if they don't know about Halloween Town in the first place. Mm -hmm. Well, because Halloween Town was created. That. Yeah, Halloween Town was created by Merlin in the Dark Ages. Mm -hmm. So that's you know that's that's post mummy. Right. So yeah, I mean, I I feel pretty strong saying that this is in the same universe. Right, I agree with you. I'm just, I was just trying to figure out like the logic of it basically. No, no, I I agree. So like, where does it fit? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it answers our question about you know. I think about monsters in Halloween Town, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to like the boogies. Right. That the boogies just that they think maybe that all monsters are in Halloween Town now, but that's not necessarily accurate. Right. That doesn't mean that they there are. are some monsters. There are specific monsters with specific specific stipulations, like imaginary mm -hmm. friends and boogies. That. Well, imaginary friends aren't monsters yet. And then that's exactly it, right? Is that something that is not a monster. An imaginary friend presumably fits in with the monsters. Right, but they but, aren't But they aren't monsters, monsters, so they don't need to be in Halloween Town. Right. They seem to be a self-governing body. Well, they also need to be with their kid. Yes. And that then, otherwise they turn into yeah. a boogeyman. And then boogies are rogue. Right. Creatures. And they seem to have in that film some sort of uh, advisory board for imaginary friends because Ooh. because he was okay. sent because what's his face from um 
the film, the imaginary friend, and it was right. sent to help by the bogeyman. Well, here's here's a thought, and this is this I think is a kind of interesting thought. Okay. If an imaginary friend turns rogue slash evil, right, and, and becomes, becomes a boogeyman. If that boogeyman makes its way to Halloween Town, where the yeah. monsters have turned good, will that boogeyman turn back into an imaginary friend? Well, you see, actually, the thing about Halloween Town is it's not that actually they have turned good. Mm-hmm. Um, it is that they are not forced to do evil acts and live on instinct because of fear of hu- from humans. Mm-hmm. So they are not inherently good in Halloween Town. They're just not forced to be evil. If that makes sense. Yeah. But because, and I, I will validate your thought there, mm-hmm. that we do, however, see that Calabar turns the citizens of Halloween Town evil. Right. He makes right. them into the evil versions. But the light that is that is put into the pumpkin at the end of the film turns everyone back. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that would theory, make a boogeyman into an imaginary friend. Exactly. That would drive the evil out of a boogie. Right. The good magic of the pumpkin. Exactly. Okay. I think that that just makes sense. I think so, too. I'd agree yeah. with that. And this film also shows that mummies aren't evil. Well, yeah. I mean, they don't necessarily have to be. Like, there is nothing yeah. ever saying that they were directly well, that's and my the thing only is reason that, like, that, like, in any media that we've seen a mummy be evil is because the mummy curse activated, and that exactly. makes sense. And yeah, and then if you stipulate that the only reason that any of the creatures in Halloween Town or you know that reside in Halloween Town ever would have been evil is because of humans, that makes a lot more sense. Mm-hmm. They that were, even fits yeah. with Halloween Town's whole motto too. Like, they're not motto, but like they're the the entire premise of why they made Halloween Town in the first place, why the magic works to not, to keep them how they want to be rather than becoming evil because of humans. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think I think that all I think we makes it. sense as far as linking I think I think under wraps was something that we needed to continue the connection between Halloween Town and Don't Look Under the Bed. Oh absolutely. Hundred percent because it, it it answers a couple more questions of monsters are not inherently evil. They are corrupted yeah this just reinforces that right which i think is really good i think so too all right well i i think i think we're <laughs> I, done. I think we're done yeah i don't even know what to say i don't know i don't think we have anything else to say at this point yeah well um thank you to uh insert whoever did this episode's uh theme music yeah here. it might be twin musicom still it might but, be, but we're uh, not it's sure. The normal one, but we might we're looking for a different one to run for mm-hmm. this one so that it fits the Halloween spirit more. So if that's changed, you'll hear that instead of this, maybe. Yeah, and uh, well, and if you, if we do that, you know, if it's not Twin mm-hmm. Musicom, it'll be in the episode description. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'd like to get in contact with us, talk to us. Uh, you can email us at unoriginals98 at gmail or we are on Twitter at UnoriginalsCast. Tweet us. Let us know what you think. Yeah, here's your homework um, for you, actually. Mm-hmm. Listeners, I'm giving you homework. That's right. This is school now. Oh, no. What's your favorite monster movie? Ooh, yeah. And I'm not question. talking Please, like... Tweet us that. I'm not talking like 
horror movie. Don't tweet me like The Shining or The Exorcist. That's not a monster movie. It's not a monster movie. We're talking like Marvel movie monsters. Mm-hmm. Not Marvel. Universal movie monsters. Which Personally, one is my, your favorite? My favorite classic monster is uh, Frankenstein's monster. I just yeah. really like him. He's cool. No, I, I, I agree with that. So do you like the Wolfman? Do you like the Invisible Man? Do you like the Bride of Frankenstein? Creature like from Dracula? Black Lagoon? Creature from Black Lagoon? The Blob? I'll even count aliens. Hey, if it's a creature feature... So none of your Friday the 13th, those are slasher fix mm-hmm. Or slasher picks. Not slasher fan fictions. Uh, right. If it's your... What is your favorite creature feature? Mm-hmm. And tweet that to us. At UnoriginalsCast. Mm-hmm. Love Let to hear. Know. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that's that's everything. That's usually everything. Hey, yeah. this is a special episode, mm-hmm. so you know, treat us special with them their ratings. Ooh, yeah, it makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside. It does. It makes Even me feel you... happy. I like he's yeah. like seeing feedback from you guys to see what we yeah. can help like improve with on the show. It's nice to see a five star. Mm-hmm. It is nicer to see a five star with a nice comment. It really is because we read them and it makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate it when people talk to us. Because we, we get oh so lonely. Very lonely. It's lonely trapped in the podcast space in which it we really are trapped is. in. Being mm-hmm. held against our will by the podmaster. Being mm-hmm. forced to watch all these films. Mm-hmm. He's merciless. It's a terrible taskmaster. Speaking of watching all these terrible films, uh, next time we will be watching The Color of Friendship. Yeah, that'll be coming out on the Monday immediately after this episode comes out. Mm-hmm. So you'll be hearing that pretty quick after this one. That's two podcasts fun. in three days, so, you Woo! know, enjoy that. I won't. I have to edit them all. The Podmaster <laughs> forces me to. All right. Well, I think we're done. We will see you all <laughs> next time. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening. Bye.